Hello and welcome to episode one of the Nonstop Baseball Podcast with Noah and Brian. My name is Noah. Right here we got Brian. Brian. <laughs> I gotta shout myself out, man. Oh yeah. I mean, I kind of that I set you up awkwardly there. <laughs> Way to do, good. baby. We on episode good. one, baby. Definitely <laughs> not yeah. the second time we're doing this. Hundred percent not. <laughs> Yeah, nothing bad happened to the first recording we did because this is the first recording we're doing, yeah? Totally, 100%. So yeah, um, I guess to, first off, we'll introduce ourselves. Um, yeah, my name's Noah. I'm a huge Boston Red Sox fan. Uh, that's my number one team, but I also like the A's and the Mets too, and then just a few other teams and players around, but Red Sox, my number one, and then my second tier kind of Mets and A's. Uh, if anyone's interested in any other sports I'm interested in, also love the Suns for basketball and Dortmund for soccer. And yeah, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Jensen27, J-E-N-S-E-N-27. Yeah, if you want any topics discussed, hit me up or hit Brian up. He'll introduce himself right now. Yeah, so I'm Brian. Unlike Noah, I'm not a fan of the bad Boston Red Sox. Okay, I'm throwing a little too much shade early yeah. on. But I'm a big San Francisco Giants fan. You got to rock with it. Uh, for secondary teams, I mean, I probably couldn't just pick one. I just like watching individual players. Like when I played Little League, I was played on the Brewers. So I ended up becoming a big Ryan Braun fan during the time because I played on the Brewers and his name sounded like my name. Real in-depth analysis right yeah. there by like 10-year-old Brian. And then for other sports, I'm a huge Raiders fan, Warriors fan. Um I, I'm a big football fan though, for sure. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at fake underscore Brian, Brian with an I. And yeah, that's pretty much it, man. No. Yeah. So for this, for this first episode, we're going to be going over some AL division previews. We're going to go through each team and then look at the division, give our standings projections, but yeah. And then episode two, you'll be able to expect an NL division preview. And then after that, we're just going to be covering league as it comes to us you know we're going to try and cover the whole league Taking we got the one week at a time exactly exactly but yeah um anything spring training you want to talk about anything you're excited for for this next season man just baseball in general I, i'm just pumped for a full season man last year like last year was cool but it just it wasn't the same and i mean obviously because of the state of the world what happened last year was necessary like, we all understand that, but, I mean, just to have a full season of baseball, like, 162 games, I'm amped, I'm ready, I'm excited. How are you feeling right now? Yeah, same. Like, because you're saying the season was different, it felt different. I mean, I paid attention to baseball still, but it didn't It didn't feel the same. I didn't pay as close of attention, wasn't as excited. Also might be because the Red Sox sucked. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> See, like, for me, the Giants were, like, they were surprising last year. Like a lot of people expected them to be like real, like they were expected to be a bottom five team in the league. And then they ended up being one game away from the playoffs, which is, was pretty crazy. So I, I was pretty pumped about last year and it has me even more amped for this year. No. Yeah. Yeah. The giants were pretty fun to watch last year. I really liked watching Yaz and, you know, Solano and all that. Oh yeah. You know what it is, but yeah, I'm just <laughs> like, you're saying I'm excited for, 
uh, just baseball to start on time and be the normal length. I'll just, you know, it'll be there pretty much every day, be able to listen to it on the radio in the car. It's just, it's just a great feeling to have baseball. It's really comforting. I'm, I'm so pumped about that. I started a new job recently where like I listen to podcasts during the day while like I'm filing stuff. And man, I'm so pumped just to listen to 80 baseball game all day, every day. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. So, so want to hop right hop in? Out. Yeah, I'm down. We're going to start in the AL East. We're going to start with the Baltimore Orioles. And for our first team analysis, I don't think you guys are ready for this. I have some like high, like advanced analysis on the Orioles. Uh, the team is doo-doo poo-poo. They're, they're just not. I don't want to watch the Orioles game all season. I'm just yeah. not excited about anybody on this team. Um, yeah what do you think <laughs> um you're yeah am i <laughs> I'm can't not beat far, my analysis man yeah i'm not far off from you i try to get at least one positive from every team but when oh, you I got a positive for you you want to hear this positive yes i do in 2012 this rotation's nasty you got king felix and matt harvey <laughs> yeah yeah if felix hernandez and matt harvey are maybe breaking into your rotation it might not be the best year um uh, but yeah, I'm hoping some positives, hoping for a step forward from Cedric Mullins and maybe a rookie of the year from Ryan Mountcastle. Oh, and of course, Trey Mancini making his comeback from, you know, cancer. That's awesome. Love Trey yeah, Mancini, no, but for sure. Yeah. Excited for Trey Mancini to be back. That's probably the only thing I'm excited for with this team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be, I'll be monitoring his stats from afar because I will not be tuning into Orioles. Baseball <laughs> this year. Actually, I don't know if they play the Giants. If they play the Giants, I'll tune in. Otherwise, probably not. No, I think the NL West is playing the AO West, right? Okay, yeah, so definitely that. Do you know what? It saved me. I don't have to watch the Orioles. <laughs> yeah, so now uh, we'll hop on over to the Rays. And when I just hear the name the Rays, I think, okay, they're just going to keep being the Rays. They're going to sneak out 90-plus wins, be solid, make it into the playoffs. But not just because the Blue Jays got better, but I don't know. There's just a lot of things, you know, I don't – I, I hope a Rosarena is legit, but I don't know that. And then you lost Morton and Snell and you're now you're relying on Chris Archer, Rich Hill and Michael Waka. And it's like, those three could do something, but they could also do a lot of nothing, you know? Yeah. I mean, dude, I, it, it's crazy. Cause like, I want to say like, are the Rays legit? And I know like some people will call me out for that and have problems with that. Cause they've had a lot of success over the last couple of years, but. I don't know guys like a Rosa Reno, like is the, I don't know. I get the sense. Is this team a one hit wonder last year? Cause they were good the prior seasons, but last year was the first year we really saw them as a world series threat. Obviously they made it to the world series, mm-hmm. but they lost their two best starters and Morton and Snell who are the ones who like dude Snell and Morton threw the rays on their back along with a Rosa Reno, obviously, and mm-hmm. carried them through those playoffs. Like you lost two thirds of the like, people that carried you in the playoffs i don't know how you recover from that yeah for sure and one one more thing i'm excited i'm i'm i am hopeful for austin meadows this year i think he'll have a bounce back here and and if so then that'll be really important for them do we know if they're like because wander franco's their super prospect do we know if he's gonna be coming up this year was he up last year i I didn't really follow the rays much i don't think he was up last year um here let me because we know we they have their super prospect, Wander Franco. He's supposed to be a switch hitting stud at short. Is he a switch hitter? I think he is. Yeah, he's I a switch hitter. Okay. I got yeah, a little yeah. worried. I misspoke. But, I mean, we're excited. He's 20 years old. 
we'll see if he gets there this year. I mean, you'd have to think either this year or next year, he has to be getting some at-bats. But, mm-hmm. you know, these GMs love their service time manipulations. So, well, yeah, and Willie, we won't see him until later on in the year. Yeah, and Willie Adamas is a solid shortstop for them, too. That is but, true. They're not in a yeah. rush. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's enough raise for now. You ready to move on? Oh, yeah. Okay, so our next team, we have the New York Yankees. And to me, the Yankees, this like current generation of the Yankees, like the last couple of years, has been one of the weirdest things to me because growing up, it's always been, you got to hate on the Yankees, right? They're the New York Yankees. They're like, in a sense, the villains of baseball, dude. When we were growing up and they had A-Rod and all those guys, like they were the villains of baseball. Like you just hated the Yankees. But dude, this current Yankees team is so hard for me to hate. They got guys like John Carlos Stanton, which when Stanton's healthy and smashing the ball, like there's few things I can compare that feeling to just watching him crush a ball. And the same with Aaron judge, dude, they just have some monsters in their Mm -hmm. lineup. Honestly, when healthy, they're probably the best lineup in the league. Do you think I'm wrong in saying that? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it is tough. The Mets got a pretty good lineup too um those new york teams but no i think when healthy this yankees team's the best lineup in the league uh obviously they have their dominant bullpen but to me the key to their season is just health 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 if they're not healthy it's going to be hard to win what do you think yeah i i agree um like you said this lineup is just disgusting they're gonna have you know six seven guys maybe more if everything goes well and they're healthy with it a OPS over 800. That's just wild to think about. Um, and I like looking at kind of sneaky value with these teams. And I think uh, they, they obviously their bullpen has been great for the last, you know, since like 2016, I think. And they added Justin Wilson and Darren O'Day to that, which I think they're just going to be some guys that just you plug in and get real good value from them. But then I think what, what will really lead to the Yankees getting what they want is how far Jamison Tyone and Corey Kluber can take them coming after like they just haven't really pitched much in the last two two years pretty much Dude, both of them I forgot Kluber's on the Yankees that's gonna be <laughs> so weird like I feel like every time I think of Kluber he's always had that beard mm-hmm. and now like oh man also that is like one of the weirdest things to me in the league like I hate that like the Yankees are like oh our uh Oh, what is it called? Our, uh, I'm blanking on the word. Our traditions. You got to love our traditions. Clean shave. Like, bro, like what? Like, girl, come on. Yeah, it's like, ah, oh, yeah. It, it's horrible. Like, bro, I legit, like, if I have a beard, if I was playing baseball, like, obviously, if the Yankees were my only choice, I'm not going to say no to playing baseball. And granted, I'm a washed-up adult softball player, so <laughs> to compare me to these guys is <laughs> far far off but like man i would not want to play for the he's just on the point i don't want to have to shave my beard no yeah and uh hey i think i remember andrew mccutcheon talking about that it's like yeah it's because it's just personality like especially when you think about old school andrew mccutcheon with his dreads and stuff like that i know he did it off but like yeah like i want to see him i remember a fun fact andrew kashner always had the big beard and the mullet and then he got traded to the marlins who had the beard policy, so he had to shave. And then on his next free agent contract, he had a clause in his contract that said, no matter what, even if he gets traded to a team that has a no beard policy, 
he can he can still have his beard <laughs> that's hilarious the marlins have that too are they did for, um okay. a few years ago i don't think they do anymore but they did i was about to say dude that's such an outdated thing like things yeah, like that just they need to get out of the game of yeah i want to see chuck nasty up there with the mullet and the beard that's what i want to see you know yeah man dude that oh wait is wait is chuck nasty on the You're no i'm just talking Charlie- Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just talking about that's the okay. kind I love yeah, seeing. Yeah, okay. I love seeing the personality through the beard and the hair. <laughs> yeah. I was mind blown for a second. I was like, "Wait, Charlie Blackman's on the Yankees?" No, I mean, I you never so know. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I think that's enough Yankees yeah. talk for this. Let's move on to your team, the Red Sox. Yeah, I'll yeah, let you yeah. take it away. Okay, the Red Sox. So, going in this year, I think what I'm I'm getting excited about the Heim Bloom effect. I know this isn't like when you look at the roster, a World Series contending team. Definitely not. Yeah, you see, he, he's starting to put a stamp on the team. He's getting some minor league depth as well as just putting together a more competitive big league team compared to last year. And going into this year, it feels like a legit sort of 50-50 shot and making the playoffs. I remember, I forget whose odds, but like, the big betting odds came out and gave him a 47% chance. And I was like, that feels right. (laughs) Like, and yeah, I think obviously JD needs to not be horrible this year and spring training is not off to a good start, but yeah, I'm really excited about Dahlbeck. The rotation I think is a bunch of sneaky, valuable guys. And yeah, the veterans that they brought into Hernandez, Marwin Gonzalez, Hunter Renfro. There is not a just real quick. I want to interrupt you. There is not a player I'm more excited that the Giants don't have to play on a consistent basis than Kiki Hernandez. On the Dodgers, that dude shredded the Giants and it drove me up the wall. Like every clutch situation, every end of the game, it's like, oh, Kike hit a double. Kike hit a home run. Like, oh, great. Like Giants lose because of Kike Hernandez. Man, I'm so amped he is not on the Dodgers anymore. Yeah, and I'm I know Cora's been talking about him and he's had a good spring saying like he feels like there's more to unlock in terms of hitting because when he's locked in, because he's so athletic, he could just drive it, but he he gets into some real bad funks at times too. Dude, I'm happy I can be a Kike fan now because he's no longer on the Dodgers. I'm just I'm pumped. Oh yeah. So what do you got on the socks? Man, dude, honestly, when I look at this team, like, I don't really know what their current identity is. Like, I I see a lot of strikeouts on this team, man. That's my worry. Like, a lot of strikeouts. I see a lot of guys that just are going to swing for the fence. I mean, my boy Christian Arroyo's on the Red Sox. That I'm looking at their spring training stats right now. That kind of surprised me. He's a giant. I love Christian Arroyo, but it's good to see him still around, kicking it and playing. I just, I don't know what the identity of this team is, man. There's looking down the names, like obviously I don't follow the Red Sox as close, but like there's not a lot of big names on the Red Sox outside of your handful, right? And I don't know. I just, I don't know what to think about the Red Sox. I'm not excited for them this year, but you are more excited than I am. Yeah, I'll tell you what the identity is right now. It's some young talent and then signing some old veterans that aren't, aren't the top of the free agent list, but they're solid building to another run of success. Oh wait, that's exactly the same setup for the 2013 Boston Red Sox (laughs) that won the world series. (laughs) That is true. I just, I don't know. Looking at this roster, I just, I don't see that potential. Obviously it's spring training. A lot could happen. I mean, dude, nobody expected the giants to win any of those world series. They won like, 
Giants barely got in a couple of those. Like 2010, they barely got in as a wild card. So like I totally get that like unexpected persona, especially for the Giants. That's been their MO over. But yeah, and then in 2014, modus operandi MO. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought I said the wrong thing. It sounded wrong, but then I thought it was right. I was tripping, man. (laughs) Yeah, but to your point as well, like then the Red Sox kind of had that same identity going to 2014 and never last place so yeah (laughs) (laughs) so it goes both ways man i yeah as a non like as a giants fan i there's nothing that gets me too excited about this red sox team outside of outside of kike hernandez not being in the giants division uh (laughs) okay one last thing i'll just say watch out for nick pavetta this year nick pavetta he's from the phillies right yeah and he's like already throwing three miles per hour harder this compared to last year so that's interesting that's interesting yeah. yeah he had a lot of potential in philly just never really became a what everyone thought he would so i'll keep my eye on nick pavetta i'm, in, I'm intrigued okay you ready to move on oh yeah not enough sock talk okay sock i'm moving on to the blue jays i'm pumped about the blue jays man vladimir guerrero jr my boy vladdy is dominating spring training man he's batting 600 He's cranking the ball. He only has one home run, but like I can care less, man. 20 at bats, batting 600, two strikeouts. He's taking good at bats. Man, I just, I'm amped. I know you don't quite feel the same way about Vladdy, but what, here, you take it away. What do you think? Well, I'm, I want, I'm on the Vladdy hype train. I want him to do well, but I'm just not as confident as other people are. I just want to see it first. I feel like there's been all this hype and it's been solid. But I want to see a little bit more from Vlad. I know last year was pretty solid, but I want to see it over the full full 162. Great shape. That's awesome. I'm just, um, I'm just I can't I can't understand that man. Vlad is dominating. <laughs> He's been dominating. He's just projecting up. Man, I'm looking at their spring training stats, and I see my boy Joe Panic <laughs> over 300. Man, I love Joe Panic. I I hope he does well this year. I just man, I'm so excited about Joe Panic. <laughs> I just absolutely love the fact that so Blue Jays, the first thing said was not Joe Panic. But the second thing, before George Springer, before Mark. I forgot. Man, dude, I my love of Joe Panic, dude. You call me bias, call me whatever you want. I love Joe Panic. Like (laughs) No, yeah. Well, it's funny, I was watching ESPN right now, and they're like did you know that the blue jays have joe panic <laughs> it was Dude, crazy. how do you not know yeah man i love joe oh. panic i don't know if joe panic knows he's on the blue jays if i'm being <laughs> i hope he knows man yeah. i'm like looking through man boba shit they got a lot of young talent marcus simeon oh yeah that's another one we didn't mention it's mm-hmm. a huge pickup for them uh and then third base is what biggio yeah so yeah, I think so Panic's not even gonna be playing. Oh yeah, man. Panic. rest in peace to my boy Panic. He'll be a bench bat, he'll fill in. But yeah, I'm excited about seeing what Robbie Ray, Steven Matson, Ross Stripling do on this team too. Some some pitchers that I've liked watching, and hopefully they could put together some good years for him. That's definitely an interesting group of pitching uh, starting pitchers. Uh I mean, I don't know. That I'm excited for I'm really excited for this Blue Jays team, especially my boy Joe Panic. Love you, Joe Panic. Um, as, dude, mm-hmm. just as a fourth, like as like the, I'm gonna call him the fourth infielder because I'm not gonna include first base, but as like a second, third, 
short backup. Like, dude, Joe Panic is great for this team because they got a lot of young players, and he's a good veteran presence for them. Someone yeah, who's won, sure. he can teach them how to win. Man, I love Joe Panic. Um, <laughs> clearly. Uh, so, what yeah. else do you think about this rate? Well, I almost said the Rays, Blue Jays. Uh, Blue Jays? No, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm. This might just be the fact that Rowdy Telez absolutely destroyed the Red Sox in his career. But I'm just, I'm kind of high on Rowdy Telez. And I think Vlad will be solid, but I'm not quite on the same hype train everyone else is. And my hot take for this year is that Rowdy Telez will finish with a higher OPS than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Take it. What? Take it to the bank. <laughs> what? You're tripping, dude. I'm about to look up their career stats. Like, is Rowdy Telez's career OPS even higher than Vlad's? Um, probably. Oh man, really? Yeah. I guess Vlad's young. He doesn't have a lot of Let's see Rowdy Telez. Okay, baseball reference. You gotta love baseball reference. Shout out baseball reference. Shout out baseball reference. <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Okay. So Rowdy Telez's career OPS is where's career stats? Hmm. And do I know how to use it? Let me, let me, let me. <laughs> I'm struggling out here, but okay. Nope, that's not what I'm looking. Oh, his career OPS is 797 for yeah. Rowdy Telez. And for Vlad, oh, it's 778. So actually, wow, this kind of surprised me. Rowdy Telez's career OPS is higher than the OPS Vlad had last year alone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I still think you're crazy, though. <laughs> dude, Vladimir Guerrero is absolutely smashing in spring training, dude. He's batting 600. Let's see, where's Rowdy Telez on here? Rowdy Telez is batting under 200 in spring training in 30 He's saving it. He's saving it. I don't know. I don't know. I think you're kind of a little cuckoo. Okay, let's get into our <laughs> standing predictions. In last place, I mean, do we even really need to discuss this? I think I made my in-depth professional analysis pretty clear that the Orioles are poo-poo doo-doo. They're going to be in last place. Shout out shout out, King Felix, Matt Harvey. No, shout out Trey Mancini. Yeah, that, for that's sure. That's who I want to shout out. <laughs> Anyways, in fourth place, I have the Red Sox, man. I, I'm just not excited about them. I... We have different, like, I see a clear top three teams, and I don't see the Red Sox involved in that. Who do you have in fourth place? I got the Rays in fourth place. I'm not super confident about their starting pitching. Some of their bats that were important last year, I don't know if they'll be quite as impactful this year. And I just got to be hopeful for the Red Sox. I think they their bullpen will be much improved. I think Matt Barnes, Adam Onovito going to have some good years. And I think veterans are going to be solid and that rotation is going to be solid. Bro, but the yeah. defending AL champs, you have finishing in fourth place in their division. The defending AL champs who lost Blake Snow and Charlie Morton. Ah, yes, this is very mm -hmm. true. But in fourth place, ooh, I can't get on board on that. I it's do, not gonna, however, yeah. what, go for it. I think it's not like fourth place and they're like they could only they could be two three games behind second place and fourth place i think in this yeah. division you're yeah. thinking the top four will be very close i'm yeah. on the contrary where i think it's going to be the top three that are close in the yankees blue jays and rays i have the rays finishing in third place uh i think their offense is just coming off of a hot season especially a rosarena uh 
We'll see if a Rosarena can keep it up. That's going to be interesting, but I just, I don't see the Red Sox lineup beating out the Rays lineup. And especially in this offensive heavy league we're in, I'm going to take the Rays. No, I think the Red Sox could outpower the the Rays offense. They've been they've had no, a very power, potent... sure, for sure. It's just strikeouts and efficiency. I'm not hopping on board. Uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> so you obviously have the or who do you have in third? I guess yeah, it's not obvious. Third, I have the Red Sox. Um, I want the Blue Jays to be good this year. I think they're excited. I want that core to stay together. And like I said, I think the top four is going to be pretty tight i put the blue jays in front of the red sox just to be modest also to motivate all the red sox players that are listening to this podcast right now i want them to feel they're totally all listening i want them Especially to my boy joe panic who's not in the yeah. red sox but I'll yeah yeah he'll get the word out and let them know that i disrespected them i put him in third place instead of first and then they're gonna yeah that's what's gonna happen <laughs> So speaking of my boy, Joe Panic, uh, in second place, I have the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, you have their massive pickups this offseason in uh, George Springer and Marcus Simeon. Those are obviously the big names. And I just think with all the young talent they have, I, I think they're going to take a big step this year. Obviously, I don't think they're going to take a massive step. That's why I have them in second. But I definitely do think they will be a top two team in this division. Top three at the worst, honestly, is my kind of thought process on the blue jays who do you have finishing second yeah i got the blue jays as well uh like you said joe panic gonna be the backbone of that team bringing everyone together um and yeah they just got a lot of young talent and um i can honestly see it maybe not working out with somebody like robbie ray and steven Matz. i think they could be good but so maybe not but yeah, I'm hoping for them. I think they're a fun, exciting team to watch, and I have, I got them in second. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously agree. That's who I have in second. And in first place, there's only one team left for both of us. We both have the Yankees in first. Like I said when we were talking about them, I think they're a top offense, top five offense in the league, especially potential. Uh, their bullpen is nasty. They have upside in their starters, so we'll see what happens there, but in my opinion, as long as the Yankees stay healthy, it's their division to lose. What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, they're just a really talented team. And especially if just Judge and Stanton could put, you know, 120 games in, <laughs> like that just, just changes everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. No, for sure. That team is totally different when they have Judge and Stanton at the same time in the lineup. Oh, yeah. Without the both of them, I mean, they're not bad without them. Like, they'll figure a way out. Uh, Brett Gardner will be out there on in a wheelchair at this point. The dude's getting so old. Yeah. Um, but he, he, do you know what? He's still doing, putting in work, and he's reliable for them. So Brett Gardner has the baldest head in the history of man. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. But it works for him. He looks yeah, good man. in it. Hey, for sure. For sure. To each his own. Okay. So now we're going to move on to the AL Central. And we're going to start off with the Cleveland Indians. Probably soon not to be the Indians. But yeah, for the now, Cleveland baseball team. <laughs> yeah, dude. Honestly, low key. I think the Washington football team should keep that as their name. I think it just is so clean and fits low key. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, it, it gets to the point. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
do I, lo- I love their helmets though like on the side of their helmets they just have the numbers i think that looks so cool yeah it's pretty cool um so for the cleveland indians uh, i think jose ramirez is a key part of this team if this team's gonna win jose ramirez has to be back to his mvp form because without ramirez it just i don't know this team like we saw last year even with francisco lindor like this team is two totally different teams without Jose Ramirez being dominant. Cause then you needed the two dominant bats. Obviously they lost the door. We're not going to have two dominant at bats anymore, but with Jose Ramirez, if this team's going to have any success, it falls on Jose Ramirez. What do you feel about this Cleveland Indians baseball squad? Yeah. I just don't know about this team. This team's, I think been a really frustrating team to be a fan of. They've just had a lot of exciting talent. And then obviously at 2016, that just keeps getting away from them and uh, finally traded Lindor. But their 2-3-4 in their lineup is nice with Ramirez Rosario and Fran Mil Reyes. Um, and they have Bieber and Plesak in the rotation. And then I'm excited about Tristan McKenzie. And yeah, because they always, it seems like every year they get one or two random young guys to come up and <laughs> throw like, seven innings two or two runs yeah, every time <laughs> dude the cleveland indians are so good at developing pitching talent it's kind of insane to think about like all the pitches they've had over the past like you could just say five years like it's been wild yeah that's crazy they just have so much talent coming through my kind of like my question i have to pose with the indians is if they get off to the slow start even if ramirez is playing good or bad i don't think it really matters how he's playing too much maybe it'll matter in the result but i think if this team gets off to a slow start there's a high possibility we see ramirez get traded at the deadline we've already heard rumors with him obviously they traded lindor they traded bauer what two years ago now and it just this is a team that almost looks like they don't want to commit and pay players kind of like another team we'll talk about later out west but i don't know what do you think about that yeah it's it's funny when you just say that i I'm like, ah, I don't know. But then when I actually look at his contract, break it down, he's got two more years of control after this year. So I guess you're going to include this year, three years of control. And then, but he's already 28. And I think if, if the Indians aren't winning and he's playing and he's, but he's playing well, I could see them really just trying to sell high on him, get some, get yeah, some man. young studs yeah, out of it's it. It's the perfect time. Like, honestly, like, Every year he gets older, like a 29-year-old Ramirez is not worth the same as a 28-year-old Ramirez. That's exactly. I mean, simple logic, right? You want the younger player with more potential. But I just see a team that could be willing to pay up because he's versatile, can switch hit. I don't know, man. We'll see what happens there. Now, yeah, another just fun little, I guess, bet about uh, Jose Ramirez on RotoChamp, which was I've been using for the projected lineups, looking at these teams. He's projected OPS for the year is exactly 900. So I'm going over under Jose Ramirez OPS 899. What do you got? Ah, that's a tough one, man. We've kind of seen Jose Ramirez be all over the place the last couple of years. We've seen him be on the top of the top and then we've seen him struggle. So it's kind of been, we've seen both sides of Jose Ramirez over the last couple of years. I, I can't hop on board above a 900 OPS though, man, like that. It's a pretty high number, so I, I'm gonna take the under on this bet. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, 
I think Jose Ramirez is going to have a solid year. I'm excited to watch him play, but I think when you lose Lindor and you lose Carlos Santana as well, I mean, I like the Eddie Rosario signing, but you're losing some protection there for Jose Ramirez as well, I think. Oh, Eddie Rosario's? I, I totally forgot about that. I think you said it earlier. I totally like... <laughs> I to- Wow, I did not know Eddie Rosario was in Cleveland. <laughs> that doesn't change my outlook on this team that much, but <laughs> hey, the more you He's know, no Joe Panic. He's definitely no Joe Panic because, yeah. you know, I love my boy Joe Panic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, let's move on to the next team, the Chicago White Sox. What yeah, Sh- about the White Chicago Sox? White Sox. I think maybe the most fun team to root for in baseball right now. I, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, they're just a really solid lineup. They got a lot of sass. They got a lot of personality. Um, they got some studs in the bullpen through heat and then really solid starting pitching. You know, you got um, Giolito, Lance Lynn, Keichel, and then, you know, four or five, you're, we're going to see who's going to be filling that in. I'm hoping Carlos Rodon could be healthy. You got Eloy Jimenez, like barely buttoning any buttons on his jersey, just in bombs. I'm really excited for this dude, team. Eloy Jimenez can hit the crap out of a ball, dude. He hits some absolute tanks. Oh yeah, you know. It's fun to watch him hit, man. I I have something for those power hitters. I mean, what? Adam Dunn came through the White Sox, right? <laughs> oh yeah. There's something about those guys that just hit the ball so deep. It's just fun when they hit, when they get a hold of it, it's fun to watch. Even though I think Eloy's more of a complete hitter than an Adam Dunn type guy. I think Eloy has more potential to hit for some average. We'll see if that actually comes true. Uh for me, man, the White Sox coming into last season were all the hype, right? Like so many people had them winning the division and all this. And I don't want to say they underwhelmed last year because obviously didn't they make it to the playoffs? Oh yeah, they made it to the playoffs. Did I they think win they the lost. division? Or did they no, I think they're no. they were one game. They were like off to a hot start and then they kind of faltered and the twins are just and I think they finished one game behind the Twins. Let me see. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just – there's something about the White Sox. I really needed to see them follow through on all that hype they had because, to me, they kind of underwhelmed what everyone thought they would be. Yeah, definitely. I, I could see that. Yeah, I'm just hoping they could build off that swag and, yeah, confirm they were just one game behind the Twins. Yeah, I want to so. see them come out and dominate and, like, really show everyone they're wrong about the White Sox. Yeah. Okay. Let's hop on over to the Kansas City Royals. To me, man, I really like this Royals lineup. Like they got a lot of studs in the lineup. Whit Merrifield. Um, I'm blanking on everyone else. <laughs> Andrew but they traded for yeah, they traded for Andrew Benintendi. They have uh who's the third baseman? Oh, oh who's uh, the third baseman? Uh Hunter um, Dozier. Hunter Dozier, that dude's a beast. They got uh, the outfielder. <laughs> I know all the positions. I just can't Solaire. Solaire, yeah, man. They got a lot of studs in that lineup. And I, it's a fun team to watch. They're a very scrappy team. They got Salvador Perez coming back. Man, he's had a lot of injuries over the last couple of years. Did he play last year? Or was he? Yeah, he put year? together. I, like, I did not really watch the Royals last year, but he had a solid <laughs> year. He had a. He, yeah, he played in 37 of the 60 games, 986 OPS, 11 homers. 333 average hey man that's a solid season for salvador perez he was really hot when he was coming up as a prospect and i'd love to see him get it back together but everything about this royals team just screams scrappy to me they're just a scrappy ball club what do you think about the kansas city royals 
Yeah, like you, um, I think they're just going to be a sneaky, tough team. I don't see them being super competitive, like in terms of, you know, getting into the playoffs or the division, but I think they're going to win 80 something. I don't know. Maybe they could push up to 80 games, you know. I can see that that for sure. 70, 80 games. Like I can see them right around there. No, yeah. um, And they also added Carlos Santana as well. We'll see if he can continue. He's been having a solid last few years that guy has stuck around for a long time hasn't he? oh yeah no yeah definitely um but yeah and then their starting pitching is it's i no one's gonna wow you but they got some solid pitchers and some young talent that's looking to prove itself and i think if they could really overperform then who knows what the royals could be a little sneaky competitive i think yeah yeah no man i'm excited for the royals i mean i'm not excited excited but like I, they'll be they're a fun team to watch just because they'll be scrappy and they'll win some games they shouldn't and then they'll blow some games that they should have won that's kind of how i feel about the royals yeah, yeah i got another like bet slash question for you this okay, one about okay. andrew bentendi oh close so, to your heart oh yeah i wish nothing but the best for Benintendi. <laughs> um right. but in 2018 andrew Benintendi hit his career high for a single season OPS of like an actual full season. He had high, but he only played a few games in another year, but of 8.30, do you think he will ever eclipse that 8.30 OPS again in his career? That's a hot take. I don't know if I can get on board with this one. How old is Andrew Benetton? Do you know that? He's 26. Man, see, so he's still pretty young. A new, like a change of scenery could do wonders for some players. I don't know, man. For the rest of his career, like a lot of baseball players hit their prime when they're like, what, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. Like that's usually considered prime for a lot of players. Obviously, we see the game getting a lot younger and we see a lot of young studs like Juan Soto, just to name one, um, Mm -hmm. dominating the scene. So maybe that idea of a prime will change. We'll see what happens when guys like the Juan Soto's the Fernando Tatis's hit that age group range that's considered prime but I do you know I I can't hop on board with this one I think he could break 830 again obviously we saw him do it once if he gets a little hot figure something out with his swing I don't know man I could definitely see him going above that again so yeah I hope he does I don't know I just don't see it I don't know like I think he tried to add some weight a little bit more power and started doing that he just kind of lost things but hopefully gets to kansas city and could just focus on being himself being that athletic beautiful swing lefty hit some doubles and then every once in a while a home run you know <laughs> yeah he just has a lot of baseball left in him so i think it might be a little too early to say something like that um but anyways let's hop on over to the minnesota twins yeah the twins about? yeah just another exciting team uh in this division and I think there's really not much separating them and the White Sox. Um, I think Josh Donaldson's going to be a huge piece again for this team offensively. If he, I know he's been healthy the last few years, um, but he's still getting a little older and has had some injury history in the past. But if he could stay healthy and productive, then that lineup can just be, I think, an absolute machine. Yeah, man. This I, Honestly, the Twins are such a weird team to me. Like, I, I feel like I know they're supposed to be good, but I feel like I know nothing about the twins when I say that. Like, it, it's so weird because, like, I know they got Buxton, right? Like, Buxton's supposed to be their stud outfielder. 
and you can debate like he hasn't hit like necessarily as well as everyone thought he would when he was coming out as a prospect but i don't know man i I think they're gonna win the division and honestly i have no basis to say that on because i don't know why i think they're winning the division but yeah uh, why not um and honestly why did they not keep odo rizzi that confuses me i don't know yeah i like he had a bad year last year but I mean, for any guy, you can't really trust the 2020 numbers too much, but I feel like especially for starting pitching. Last year was such a weird year. Like, to put any stock in, like, and I say this as a Giants fan where we had Donnie Baseball finish in the top five Mm -hmm. batting average. Like, to take anything last year as, like, what a player is, is, like, honestly, it's hard to take one season as anything. But last year was, like, a third of a season, if you really think about it. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. it's a little more than a third, but... It's close enough. Like, I don't know. I can't hop on board with that. Yeah, I think another one thing I want to add. So, because a lot of people pointed out that not much between Twins and White Sox in this in this season. But I think one of those sneaky value guys that could really maybe be the difference in the division is Jay Happ. If he could have a nice solid year for them, create some good value, he could. I think he could be the reason they win this division. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Twins. Uh, they're the twins. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Let's move on to the Detroit Tigers. Uh, yeah, the Tigers just not going to be good. I'm, I'm not excited for this Detroit Tigers team. I mean, they got Miguel Cabrera. Good old Miggy. That's all I got to say. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, straight up not good. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm just not excited. Yeah, like you said, hopefully Cabrera could be entertaining, but no promise of that. I mean, I guess Jonathan Scope and Wilson Ramos could have some good years for them. But even then, if they do, they're just trade bait, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, someone else to maybe look for is Michael Fulmer. I don't know. He had the rookie of the year, two solid years at the beginning, and then just injury, injury, not being able to get back to himself. I hope someday he could get back to close to himself because he hasn't even been close to what he's been in the past. Yeah, we'll see what happens with this Tigers team. Uh, let's hop on into the standing predictions where in last place I have the Detroit Tigers. Like I just said, I'm not very excited for them. What about you? Yeah, yeah I got the Tigers too. They, they're, they're not a good baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fourth place, I put the Cleveland Indians. I really put them here because I really think there's a high chance to get off to a slow start. And if they get off to a slow start, like I indicated earlier, I think there's a high chance to trade Jose Ramirez, which obviously does not help them win baseball games. So yeah, fourth place. Well, who do you got in fourth? I got the Royals in fourth place. I know I was Ooh. talking about how I am about them, but I don't know. I just, when I look at the Indians, I just think they're just a little bit more talented. And then, yeah, they got, and like we said, they're just going to bring up some random guy we've never heard of or who's going to be able to just sh- throw seven shutout in it. <laughs> but no, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think I want the Royals to, to be in that third place, but I just, I'm in fourth this year. Yeah, man. I put the Royals in third. I like a lot of the players they got in that offense. And I think they're just a really scrappy team and, I think they're just going to be able to claw their way into that third place, win just enough baseball games that maybe they shouldn't have. And just, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. They probably won't as a wild card or even, it is an expanded playoffs this year, isn't it? 
I don't I don't think so. I don't Is know. It? I'm very confused on all the yeah baseball. Like they're like, oh, we're gonna do this, but we're not gonna do it. Anyways, I don't think the Royals will make the playoffs, so I got them in third. Uh, in second place, I got the White Sox. Man, I'm very excited for this White Sox team. Like they were all the hype last year, and I think they're gonna carry it on into this year. It's gonna be a fun team to watch. I'm pretty excited for them. Who do you got in second place? Yeah, I got the White Sox in second place. I um, kind of feels like a coin flip between the Twins and White Sox, and I feel like it's a very clear line from them to everyone else in the division. Um, but yeah, I just the White Sox. I really like this team. But I just think the Twins got a little more experience and a little bit more talent, I think, as well. Yeah, so I could totally see that. I have the Twins in first as well. I Do you know what? I'm going to change it right here. I'm going to put the Twins in second. I'm going to put the White Sox in first. I'm just not – for some reason, I'm just so eh about the Twins. Like, I can't think of anybody that's played for them since, like, uh, Justin Moreau. No, that's the wrong name. What's Justin name? Moreau. <laughs> Joe Mauer name. or Justin oh, Morneau. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got this right the other time. Joe Mauer. If it ain't Joe Panic, I don't know it. I love you, Joe Panic. Anyways, <laughs> Joe Mauer. Man, I'm thinking of a lot of giant uh, Raiders, Foster Moreau. I think that's why I hopped to that name. Foster Moreau has been a discussion. If you know about the Raiders, he's the backup tight end. Shout out Foster. <laughs> I love you, Joe Panic. Um, anyways, <laughs> I just I, I'm so eh about the twins. I can't put them in first place being eh about them. So they're in second. You don't like a team called the Bomba Squad. Like, come on. We got Dude, we is got Miguel Cruz still playing for them. I yes. Is and he's still slaying. Baseball? And he's slaying. <laughs> He's, How old is Nelson Cruz? He's like 40, 40. or 39. Oh my God, he's 40 he's, years old. <laughs> I, I honestly think he could play till he's like 43. I mean, as a DH, why not, right? Like, yeah. dude just smashes the ball. Like, dude, he batted 303 last year. That's He's literally like had like the two best seasons of his career the last two years. Yeah, that's wild. Go yeah. Nelson Cruz. We are a pro Nelson Cruz podcast. Oh, yeah. I, I love Oh, Nelson definitely. Cruz. Me too. Anyways, uh, yeah, so that is the AL Central, and now we're going to hop on over to the AL West. We're going to start off with the Texas Rangers. For me, when I see the Texas Rangers, this is what I think of when I think of a team trying to hit some bombs, right? They're built for power. They picked up Chris Davis in the offseason. Uh, they're just they're definitely committing to the home runs. For me, my concern is on base percentage, just in general. Like I don't think they'll be able to hit for average. I don't think they're going to be walking enough. I mean, outside of Joey Gallo and David Dahl, like, I don't know. What do you think? No, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's weird. It's like, the Rangers going into last year, I was like, this could be a team that has some sneaky value, might be a little competitive. And now it's like, fast forward a year, and I'm just like, I can't see him doing much. I totally forgot about the Madden Chris Davis. I know back <laughs> – Back in their old park, he absolutely destroyed baseballs in that old park. Um, so hopefully he can get back. Seems like a chill, nice guy. I'm you know? so annoyed they got a new baseball park. Like I my like the number one thing on my bucket list is to go to every baseball stadium. And I gotta go to a Texas Rangers game like probably a year and a half, two years ago now. Can't remember how long ago. And then they moved stadiums right after. So like I crossed one off and now I gotta go there again. 
annoyed. Yeah, I mean, at least you have to go to a game in the old one, you know. That is true. It dude, it was such a nice stadium too. I, I just I couldn't even believe they were moving. I loved that stadium. Yeah, apparently it just gets super hot. They're like, we need a roof. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that. I, I didn't go. I was I was there during a weekend where it was about a storm. Actually, the day we left, it was literally like one of the worst storms I've ever seen in my life. So wow. I could see why they needed a roof. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, back to the team this year. <laughs> uh, uh, I think Joey Gallo, obviously a fun watch, great defender, and then just a bunch of power. And then I'm hoping oh, Joey Dom- Gallo's a beast, dude. I love Joey Gallo. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah he's he's fun like i remember i've i've grown as a baseball and i remember when he first came up i was like this guy he strikes out too much yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah that, um, but yeah i think david Dahl, he has some potential to bounce back 2020 was his first year not in colorado and it was it's pretty rough and it's just a weird year like we said a bunch of times yeah. so i'm hoping his second year out of colorado he'll be able to you know establish himself and then Fultonevich is on this team. Hopefully he could, uh, you know, find his footing again. Yeah, man. I just, I don't know. I don't think this team's going to have anywhere near, like, I think their defense and their pitching are both going to be well below average. And that's just not a winning formula. Yeah, definitely not. Like, I, I don't know. Anyways, let's hop on over to the next team. We got the Houston Astros. Why don't you take it away? What do you feel? Yeah, about the Houston Astros, obviously, really talented team. But one thing that I'm thinking is, is Jose Altuve like the Jose Altuve of old again? Or is he going to look like 2020 Altuve that was in his head? You know, <laughs> like they think that I think the scandal affected him more than anyone else on the team. Oh, for you sure. Know? I could definitely agree with that. He did not look like himself. And honestly, like, that whole scandal, I don't know how much Altuve really needed that kind of stuff. I think he's a talented dude. I really do. Yeah, me too. And But it still happened. His team still used it. And yep. yeah, it's just crazy. But uh, yeah, I think the team is in good shape, though. Very talented. I really liked them getting Brantley back after like, he was with the Blue Jays. That Do you remember that? Yeah, dude, that was wild, man. Because yeah. they just signed George Springer, too. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so like, dang, they got like, two. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, they got Brantley. And then they ended up getting Simeon. So I guess it worked out for Blue Jays fans. But uh yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah. But then and then Astros got Odorizzi too. And I think that's gonna be really solid. They're gonna sure up that that rotation. Nasty and, rotation. Oh nasty. yeah. Oh yeah. And we're talking about baseball returning again. I'm excited eventually to get back to a game. Not just for the game, but also for batting practice. And that leads me into what I think I'm most excited about for the Astros this year. And that's Jordan Alvarez. I saw him take batting practice one time in Oakland and it was, oh my gosh, it was crazy. And I just think he's about to have a monster year There's this year. There's a few things like a good batting practice, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, when I was a kid and I got to go to like Giants games or A's games, like dude, watching these guys just mash the ball in batting practice is just so much fun. Like, dude, these guys—it's ridiculous how good they are. No, yeah, for sure. It's—I remember being a Red Sox fan, always going to Oakland to see the Red Sox, and David Ortiz was so fun to watch because it's just at the beginning, a few bunts. I'll go opposite field, 
I'll hit it off the wall in opposite field for a little bit. And then I'll just start absolutely cranking them. And it was, yeah, it's crazy. And it's so effortlessly. That's the crazy part about it. Like it doesn't even look like they're swinging as hard as they can necessarily. And they're oh, just yeah. cranking it out of the park. Just oh, wild, yeah. man. what you, what you got on these Astros, man. So the Astros, like they're the favorite team to hate, right? Like they had the whole scandal last year. Like we had the Joe Kelly meme when they played the Dodgers, like, Everybody was hating on the Astros. That was it great. was fun. Oh yeah, Joe Kelly moment. That was amazing. Top tier baseball moment for sure. But to me, like I think that hate's kind of cooled down. And honestly, like before the scandal, I kind of liked watching this Astros team play. Man, they were fun team to watch. Like they were just so talented in every like part of their team. They're starting pitching. They're batting. Obviously, we know the scandal. Blah 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 blah. Right. We don't need to talk about that. That's old news. But to me, when I look at this team, it's the core of the team's last real like run at a win, I think. Because after this year, you have Granke, free agent, Verlander, free agent, Correa, free agent, McCullers, free agent. I honestly don't think there's a high chance Correa sticks around. I think he's going to leave. And then Granke and Verlander, I mean, who knows, man? They're both older. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they stayed. I wouldn't be surprised if they left. Yeah, Correa will be interesting because I think the Astros really want to keep Correa, but I think image rebuilding his image, I think it might help if he leaves. <laughs> you know, for sure, Houston. For sure. Yeah, interesting uh, to see. I, I think he's going to chase the money too, and I think there's a good chance he gets more money elsewhere. So, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so let's move on to the Oakland A's. For the Oakland A's, I mean. Man, dude, I feel for my friends who are A's fans. Like, they always had these stud players coming through their system just to watch them leave. Like, Marcus Simeon, bro. Like, the con- did you hear about the contract they offered him? I did not. So, the contract they offered him was like a one-year, $2 million contract, something like that, that would pay him $1 million for the next 10 years. Like, it wasn't like a normal contract. They were giving him some weird contract like that. And it's just like, man... It sucks to see your team not be able to hold on to their players, but they have Matt Olson. They have Matt Chapman. Like they have a lot of players to be very excited about. I've, I liked Elvis Andrews when he came up with the Rangers. So I'm excited to see him in a new place as their shortstop. Now that Simeon's gone, but man, I feel for my ace fans. What do you feel? Oh uh, yeah. Like going through the off season this year and just losing Simeon, losing Hendricks, I remember just like with those losses feeling like, oh man, the A's are just, it's going to be a real down year next year. I remember thinking that, but then doing the notes for this podcast, looking at their roster, I'm like, this just seems like, obviously they're missing Hendricks and Simeon, but overall this just seems like one of those classic A's teams over the last few years where it's like, they got some solid players. They got some good bullpen arms. They got some solid starters and then they got, you know, they always seem to, why can't I think Bob Melvin, <laughs> Bob oh, Melvin's yeah. just able to manage the team really well. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about Mitch Moreland in Oakland. He's over his entire career. He's destroyed the ball at the Coliseum, 53 games in Oak in the Coliseum, 15 home runs. I was there for one of those. It was a grand slam. 
36 RBI and a 902 OPS in Oakland. He really loves that batter's eye. So I'm excited to see what he does there. Yeah, man. I love this Oakland A's team. I think they're really talented. I think they'll do a lot of damage in this division. They'll be a fun team to watch. We'll see what goes on. Now, yeah. That, yeah, go for it. Now, as I say, we, we love when the A's uh, do well. They're not our favorite team, but they got cheap tickets and great chicken tenders. So, dude, go, how do you go, go wrong? with a stadium that has cheap tickets to get in and good chicken tenders like that's a winning combo every day so winning yeah that's cool like bro come on like oh man i love me some oakland a's baseball okay let's move on to the los angeles angels anaheim angels they're the anaheim angels but they're trying to be trendy and call themselves the los angeles angels how do you yeah the, the los angeles angels of anaheim is their name just very unnecessarily that, long that is the worst name in baseball just because of how long it is like honestly yeah. the, the angels part of it's great it just why am i saying los angeles and anaheim in the same thing like i hate that yeah i don't, I don't know yeah um but quickly before i kind of get into my breakdown i just want to point out i've been using roto champ to look at the projected you know lineups and all this stuff and also the stats and Mike Trout is the only batter so far have gone through the AL who is projected to have, who's projected to have an OPS over a thousand. And I just think that, that's, wild. that's wild. That's crazy. And you know, the craziest part about that is these projections are usually conservative. Yeah. Like the fact that conservative projection for Mike Trout is a OPS over a thousand is just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I've heard some people talk about the angels and kind of be a little pessimistic about them. I think I'm a little bit more optimistic. I don't, I don't know. I don't see them being super great. I look at the lineup and I see some names I like. I'm really hopeful for some health for Otani. And I think that their, their rotation is, is they got some good guys and I'm excited to see Rice Iglesias in that bullpen and then Ty Buttry, hopefully have a bounce back year. What about you? Yeah, you can uh, put me with the group that's pessimistic when you talk about the Angels. Um, they're wasting Trout's prime years in my mind, man. We're seeing one of the best baseball players, arguably, to ever play the game. Definitely of this time, right? And mm. we haven't seen Trout be dominant in the playoffs yet. Like, what is that, dude? Mike Trout should be... Like, I can't wait for Mike Trout to make the playoffs and just be dropping absolute bombs on everyone, making gold glove plays in the outfield. Dude, he's so good just to watch in every part of his game. And it sucks that, like, he just doesn't have a team around him. Like, if I'm the Angels, I'm throwing money at everybody I think can help me win. Like, this is your opportunity to win. Uh, ah, man, I just – it, I the Angels make me sad. But they do have Albert Pujols, which, I mean, dude, the fact this is probably Albert Pujols' last year in the MLB is kind of crazy to me. Because I remember growing up, dude, Albert Pujols on the Cardinals was an absolute stud. Just a machine. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, oh. Albert Pujols was, like, the guy to watch hit growing up, man. And I remember him signing the contract with the Angels and being like, man, I'll be so old when that's over. And now here I am, and it's over (laughs) the next year. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm so old. Where's all this time gone? It's kind of (laughs) crazy to just think about. But man, would they I get just... that one pitcher from the Rangers too? CJ Wilson. What happened <laughs> oh, yeah. to that guy? What happened <laughs> yeah. to CJ Wilson, man? Yeah. Oh man, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Uh <laughs> at Otani, man. Otani's another name. Like, I really like watching Otani play. Just 
the things he can do on the offensive end and pitching end is just insane. He's a fun player to watch play. I don't know. I'm excited for this uh, Angels team, but I'm just sad when I think about them too. You know what I'm not sad about though? What? I'm not sad about my love for Joe Panic. Okay, uh, let's move on to the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> I know. I was like, the Mariners are next. What is he going to say about the Mariners that he's not sad about? <laughs> you, you know what I'm not sad about with the Mariners? That they're going to start 0-3 because the Giants are going to sweep them to start the season. Yeah, I, I don't know about that one. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the Mariners, they have a lot of lefty starters. And honestly, that plays into them well for the start of the season against the Giants. Because I would argue most of the Giants' better bats are left-handed. Not all of them. Obviously, you have Buster Posey, who's right-handed. Buster Posey's a beast. But, man, dude, the Mariners are just the service manipulation kings. Like, I have nothing else to say about them, dude. That man, I mean, I don't think the guy's their GM anymore, right? He got fired? or No, yeah, he's out. Whatever. But the fact he just openly admitted to, like, manipulating service time – like it's just horrible like oh man just so frustrating and then he was also like yeah also Corey Seager or Kyle Seager (laughs) Seager. (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah dude that's that's wild man like dude I I feel like he went into that interview knowing he was gonna quit or he must have like just the way he was so open like oh yeah I'm manipulating service time and dude did you hear clinic got hurt too yeah it's a bummer dude but I think I think he's been He's been recovering like way quicker than they thought he would last I saw. Okay, that, that's good. That's good, man. It, oh, man, Jason, his name's Jason, right? Jason Clinic? Jason. Uh, uh, Jason? <laughs> am, I, am I butchering names again? Jared Kalanick. Jer- <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, he returned to the lineup yesterday. Okay. He's healthy again. Yeah. Jared. Jared Kalanick. Yeah. Kalanick. You know, I'll figure names out. What did I call uh, the Giants closer? Melancon. <laughs> Melancon, yeah. My boy Melancon. I love you, Joe Panic. Um, anyways, <laughs> for the Mariners, I, I don't know. I'm not excited for the Mariners. They're a young team. They got Hanniger and Seeger who's gonna have to step up and be the leaders, but eh, what do you think about them? Yeah, um, I think that they're uh yeah, their rotation, they got some solid arms in rotation. I'm hoping Kikuchi take a step forward i feel like he's just kind of been mediocre since coming over from japan and uh i'm excited to see if kyle lewis can do it again he had a really solid 2020 and then i want to see Kalanick get a shot and just prove everyone wrong and just play the whole season incredibly angry (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah and yes what happened in the offseason it's it'll just be fun to think hopefully see some of these players just come out pissed off and play great you know man yeah i'd love to see an angry mariners team start after the giants sweep them but (laughs) (laughs) extra angry after sweep. (laughs) yeah just giants are gonna throw some uh, lighter fluid on that fire yeah really make it burn um anything else you got about the mariners Oh, I want to see Evan White uh, take a step forward. He's first base prospect then first year coming up last year, kind of mediocre year. Um, but he is a prospect I was excited about. I got a ticket to see him in San Jose when he was in the minors, and then my car broke down, and, and then I didn't Tragic. see him. 
that is so tragic man but i'm forever tied to evan white through that experience and i want to see him do well now hey that totally makes sense man man i'm excited to watch some baseball all this baseball talk just has me so excited man i'm pumped anyways let's hop into our standing predictions uh for me in last place i got the mariners i don't know they just seem like a best of a team to me ah i'm gonna just put them in last who you got yeah I got the Rangers in last. I just like the talent on the Mariners a little bit more. I like Kyle Lewis. I like the starting rotation way more than I like the Rangers rotation. Um, and yeah, I'm just, and I'm, I'm really excited about Kalanick. Yeah, I can totally see that. I could see the Mariners having more potential than the Rangers, but I put the Rangers in fourth just because that lineup is going to hit a lot of home runs. They're going to strike out a lot, but they're also going to hit a lot of home runs. And I could just see a lot of nights where they just randomly pop off, hit a lot of home runs and win a lot of games just based off of home runs. So I, I don't know. I put them in fourth. I honestly don't think either of the teams would be that good. Um, who do you got in third place? Yeah. Third place. I have the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim. I think they'll be clearly above the Mariners and Rangers, but I don't know, unless something goes really well, they get really hot. I don't see them in on that level with the Astros or the A's. Yeah, I definitely agree. I put the angels in third here too. You know, it's kind of wild. We talked about the angels and I don't know if you mentioned it, but I didn't, but isn't Anthony Rendon still on that team? Yeah, no. Yeah. They got a solid, like two, three, two, three, four in that lineup. Dude, Anthony Rendon two years ago when the nationals won the world series were, was like one of the most dominant players in baseball. And I, I, it's kind of weird how I'm just like overlooking him all of a sudden, but I, I still just don't think this Angels team has enough to hop into the top two of the division. Um, in second place, I put the Oakland Athletics. I think the A's are a really good squad. I mean, I said that when we talked about them, they got a lot of talent. I think Matt Olson is just ridiculously good. And obviously, Matt Chapman, you don't even need to go into discussing that, man, dude. That guy playing third base is just, dude, I love watching good third basemen play. Like, there is something just so insane about how deep Matt Chapman plays and still throws guys out. No. Yeah. And especially we're lucky enough to be a couple of hours from Oakland and have cheap tickets to see Matt <laughs> Chapman just do his thing whenever we can. Um, but yeah, I got the A's in second as well. Um, I think there's a definite shot. They win the division, especially if, you know, their bullpen holds up and then Olsen and Chapman really do what they can. Um, but yeah, I just think the Astros are going to be the Astros and they're going to, they're going to flex their muscles and just squeak out the number one spot in this division. Yeah, man, I totally am on board with that. I think the Astros are the best team in this division. I mean, just their pitching rotation alone, like, Dude, just having Verlander and Granky as a one-two punch, like you could put it in either order. It honestly doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Those two are just so good and so dominant, and they're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, yeah, you got anything else to say about this division? Nope, I'm done with this division. Get them out of my face. I want to talk <laughs> yeah. Giants. so yeah that's it for our al division wrap-up we got some other stuff to end like we said earlier you could hit us up on the socials for me it's uh no jensen 27 on both instagram and twitter what's it again for you brian um fake underscore brian brian with an i uh on instagram and twitter and yeah if you have any questions don't be afraid to ask 
No, yeah. So obviously it's our first episode, so we don't got any um, fan submitted questions, but I decided to come up with my own to give you guys a little sneak preview. Here's my question for you, for me as well, Brian, but who's one MLB player that you're going to remember for longer strictly because of your experience with them or against them in the video game realm? Oh man, dude, there's so many, like, I feel like a lot of them is against like when I play MLB, the show, Oh yeah. like, dude, Joey Gallo has <laughs> Joey like, Gallo, no. bro, just as like a cheap card. Like, I don't think I'll ever forget Joey Gallo just cause he always is hitting absolute tanks off me. Uh, you could throw Cody Bellinger in that too, man. Like he has Charlie black cards, Charlie Blackman, dude. What I'm noticing is it's a lot of lefties with power. Uh, yeah, for sure. I do you know what the one card is? Um, oh, what's his name? The pitcher from the Pirates. Uh, I'm blanking. Remember the gold card? I was like nasty with Oliver Perez. Oliver Perez, flashback. Oliver Dude, Perez. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not that good a card, but like two years ago on MLB The Show, for some reason, I was just nasty with him, and I pitched with him every chance I could, and I had like an insane record. I was like almost like thirty and two with him. It was wild. What about you? No, yeah, I I think that Joey Gallo was a very good shout right there. A few, I, I think MLB 17 or 16, Corey Seager was a beast, but he's just going to oh, be a beast yeah, in real life sure. too. Yeah. But in terms of guys that like maybe they'll kind of be forget about in the public eye, but I'll remember them because of video games. I think MLB 16, especially Carter Caps, everyone had him on his team. Cause he had that weird skip delivery and he threw a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't see the ball coming out of his hand. It was so Yeah. Boring. Yeah. And then, and then D Gordon, though, I think he's someone that people remember, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Especially in 16, everyone was, yeah. Just all those speed guys, man. Lou Brock, all of them. <laughs> well, yeah. Lou Brock's a legit legend, yeah, but no, he's annoying. Sure. in yeah, the show it's just in MLB, the show, anybody that has 99 speed is just, incredibly annoying to deal with yeah exactly <laughs> another name with 99 speed alderberto mondesi that one year he had that switch oh, card that glitch. just mashed just yeah. mashed the ball dude like he had like 50 power but you could hit a home run every time with him it was wild yeah that was that was yeah that was wild oh here i got a question for you too so oh, it's cool we we're both we both follow a lot of accounts on twitter and if you've been following them, Jared Kravis of Starting Nine has a bat flip grade, right? Yeah, shout out big inspiration, Jared Kravis. <laughs> oh, yeah. So bat flip grade, pretty much it's when someone hits a home run and flips the bats. We love ourselves some bat flips. So he developed a bat flip grade where he rates it. And then Pitching Ninja developed a strut rating when the pitcher strikes out someone and has a sassy strut. <laughs> so... Here's my question. Do you like the bat flip grade or the strut rating more? Oh man. It's it's funny. I putting you on the spot here with this question. Yeah. I think I like, I don't know, the bat flip is 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 nice and but I love specifically just sassiness in baseball. <laughs> and a bat flip can be sassy, but I feel like a K strut every single time is sassy. And it's just it's just really fun to watch, especially when it's like uh, uh, strikeout looking as Dennis Eckersley calls it a pair of shoes where it's just like not a swing just on the corner and it's just like the sassy walk away I love I love the K strut yeah yeah see man so where I sit on it is like I love bat flips right like you hit a home run 
flip that bat. Like, go for it. Chuck it up in there. I'm down with it. But see, the thing with a bat flip is they're not all the same. They're not all made the same, right? Because, like, you have the Jose Bautista bat flips. Like, I will never forget that <laughs> oh Jose Bautista home run. Now. Like, mm-hmm. that home run is iconic. Like, that is a baseball moment that is just ingrained in my head. And partially for the reason, because of the bat flip, right? And I just, I think bat flips like that just leaves most bat flips not being able to compare. Mm, But there's just so much more daily entertainment and a pitcher just sassily strung. Like, it it is just so much fun to watch. I just love it. It's Oh my God. No, I I, I was rewatching the, one of Max Scherzer's, I think it was like 17 strikeout, no hitter against the Mets. And I love when Scherzer, especially when he strikes someone out, he takes this big loop around the mound and the, the hotter he gets in the game, just like the bigger and more menacing the loop around the mound is. And it's just great. Scherzer is a scary looking guy. He's man. scary. Yeah. He's intimidating as heck. Like I would not want to get in the batter's box against him. Yeah. I heard he's the nicest guy off the field, but I can totally mound, see that too. Crazy. saying that. But like you just see his stares on the mound. It's like, oh my, he just stares into the batter's souls. And just classic, you know, the the different colored eyes too. It's really like a movie character, I feel like, Max Scherzer, you know? Yeah, man. It's okay. The Giants beat him in the World Series when he was on the Tigers. Go Giants. Uh, <laughs> definitely not a Giants homer. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And then, and then the Red Sox got him in 2013. Oh, man. We just yeah. love beating up on Max Scherzer, don't we? <laughs> Okay, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up for the first episode of Non-Stop Baseball. <laughs> how, how are you feeling, Noah? I'm feeling good. I'm really excited to see where this podcast goes. Just, you know, excited to have an outlet for this passion that we both have. Hope we could share it with some people, people that we know, or maybe don't know. Maybe we'll get, you know, some of our friends on here and maybe some new people. Maybe Joe Panic, baby. Oh, yeah. Love you, Joe Panic. Yeah, I think that's our goal right now is to one day get Joe Panic on the pod. We'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> Just for my sheer love of Joe Panic, uh, dude's a stud. Anyways, I hope you guys all have a great night. And with that, we'll see you next week. See ya. Goodbye. <laughs>